0: All right, you
1: have three sheets in front of you. We're going to use the ones for the general prayer. We might get to the other one. So there's a white one that says the general prayer. We started that last time. There is a yellow one that says the general prayer, and that's the one that you'll need to fill in the blanks. And we started doing that last week as we took a look at the prayer itself. There is a uh, publication uh, that's reprinted from about 1880 or something like that, that talks about the explanation of the common service, and it, as it goes through, it almost works like a little catechism of sorts. I thought it might help for us as we review a little bit of what we did the last week, and we'll move into the next. Uh, concerning the... Prayers. What announcement can be made before the general prayers? You're getting ready to have the general prayers. The minister may make mention of any special petitions, intercessions, or thanksgivings, which may have been requested. He may also make mention of the death of any member of the congregation. So we're getting ready to have the general prayer. And uh, if there are things that need to be announced, and again, these are official kind of announcements, uh, you can make those. What's offered in the general prayer? As we said, we've just heard the word of God, we've heard the sermon, we're offering up the fruit of our lips. It is none other than thanksgiving for what he has given to us, and we saw that that was uh, the way that the general prayer uh, begins. And then petition asking for those things. Why do we call it the general prayer? Because in it we pray for all possible blessings to be spoke, be bestowed not only upon all sorts, upon us, but upon all sorts and conditions of men. Pretty well nothing is left out as we go through and pray this prayer. How long has this prayer been in use? almost in its present form since about 1553. Its origin may be found in the Apostolic Injunction from 1 Timothy 2, verse 12. Uh, If you take a look at your white sheet, uh, where it has that 1 Timothy 2, uh, I think it was supposed to be 1 verses 1 to 2 in that other one, but here it says, Therefore, as Paul talks to Timothy, Uh, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. I'm sure those themes you can remember from last time. Not only is there Thanksgiving, but we're praying for rulers. We're praying that people might come to faith and uh, be saved. Uh, The explanation. Uh, The outline. Can other prayers be used? Well, yeah, if you want to, you can substitute (laughs) a litany or uh, something of that sort. Uh, Sometimes those are done at the beginning uh, of the... Of the service. Are the prayers of the common service preferable to free prayers? It says yes, because they are not the prayers of the minister, but of the church. Not of a single congregation, but of the whole church. And because each person may readily take part in them. The needs of God's people are ever the same. And the beautiful form which the church has developed in her experience through the ages is full expression to the believers' wants at all times. So, this general prayer that we are uh, (laughs) taking a look at, we saw that it was addressed to our Heavenly Father, who is the Father of our Savior, the Christ. We saw that there was a general thanksgiving for all things that we received through that Christ, but especially as we started off, (coughs) a thanksgiving for the Word, which creates faith, and uh, that that Word might be implanted in us, and then, having done that so that we believe it might bring forth its fruits, or the fruits of love and good works in our lives, first paragraph second paragraph. We pray for the church itself. We saw that we pray for the pastors and for the people, for the whole church. We pray that there might be purity of doctrine, the pure doctrine of God's saving word. We pray that faith might be strengthened and love increased. Faith and love, the two fruits that come from the word itself. Um, there is an old uh, German sermon book and it simply is entitled Faith and Love, that's the name of it um, the next part, having prayed for the church which it would seem would be most appropriate, uh, the very next thing that we do is we pray for the state uh, that is for the governing authorities, we Pray that they would have blessing and prosperity, because where they have that, they can do their job. And we saw, then we pray, that they might do their job with grace to rule, with good ruling, according to God's pleasure, which would involve the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do uh, well. Uh, Why is this? We desire a good social order. We desire peace. A peaceable, a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty. Not only is that the Lord's will, but it serves the purpose of the church. Where possessions are protected, where lives are protected, people can worship in freedom. And so that's what what we desire. I think the last thing that we took a look at was this paragraph. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies. We're going to pray for our enemies and our adversaries. Those who are against us. And, and not just uh, someone who has a, a personal grievance. But a, particularly those who are enemies of the church. Um, and, you know, yes, of course we have the devil against us. We've got our sinful nature. We also have the world. And some are more against us fight against Christ and his church than others we pray that they might cease their hatred that they would be inclined to walk with us uh, in this meekness and peace and that's what the church does so we pray for their conversion I think we're up to where uh finished up kind of review of last time let's move on next part Last paragraph on that page. We pray for all who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity. Especially those who are suffering for thy name and for thy truth's sake. Comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. The first thing that we pray for is for all kinds of affliction. It goes through and talks about trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, and, and any other adversity. Um Whenever I have uh, opportunity, and I say, "Well, are there any prayers? <clears throat> Got any prayer requests today? What's the first thing that comes up?"
0: Sickness. sickness.
1: Everybody, you know, goes, "Well, wait, um, yeah, um, Susie, my, my, uh, you know, so and so, oh, yep, yep, that, that person's sick. We ought to pray for them." I'm not putting that down. Not putting it down. We, we ought to pray for those who are, are sick. That's usually it. That's the last thing. That's the first. That's the last. Um, uh, why is that?
2: Because it's so common. <laughs> <laughs> <For>
0: everybody.
2: As <laughs> well, a one result thing. of our
3: sin. Common. Okay.
4: Well. It's fairly public. You know, if
3: somebody's in the hospital, everybody knows. But if somebody is, like, suffering from whatever, mental despair or whatever, that may be more private, and you might not want to air that out to everybody.
1: (laughs) True. Very true.
2: I was thinking, as compared to we should be praying for the church,
4: and principalities against principalities, that it's our sinful nature. that thinks about
2: our problems here in this world are physical problems. The um, that seems more immediate to us. Right. This is what saying. So
1: I, I wouldn't say it is a sinful thing to be concerned about sickness or health. But maybe...
4: Protestant work ethic comes from the belief that you work your way to heaven by doing good earthly works. And the result of Protestant work ethic, which is common and a foundation of this country's general attitude, is that if you're not doing well, it's because you're not working hard enough. So if someone has lost their job, then they feel the need to hide it because it's a source of shame. So it's not something that you want to be there for people to
1: know about because you're ashamed of it even if it isn't your fault so that's the kind of thing we don't like to mention maybe maybe, maybe I. I um, and, and it is true uh, um, I, I, what we describe as a Protestant work ethic uh, um, when that is applied to the worldly things it says you work hard why? you know those who are lazy those who don't work they shouldn't eat I mean that, that's a proper thing when it's applied to the church, yeah, we got something else going on. Tony Poraska.
5: Yeah. As I heard once that sometimes all you can do is pray. I think it in my life, when I was a very young lad, there was no antibiotic. You could scratch your finger and die from it. And that even with all of our advances in medicine today, sometimes still all we can do is pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yes yes Karen? Well,
0: I think ultimately we we don't know how to pray um, we don't follow God's word as an example the Lord's prayer you know, Jesus teaches us how to pray and then we completely ignore it. all of us do really um, and the other thing is we don't really like to talk about our sin or anybody else's sin so we avoid that and just try to be helpful in some way. Know what's the easiest thing to pray for? The weather and somebody's health, health and weather. You know, that's what we. It's the common talk. You know, when we get together, oh, let's talk about the health, the weather, and sports. Um, you know, so but we don't talk or, or pray about the things that are really important.
1: Right, um, and 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 so. I should have mentioned. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, after sickness, um, you know, the, uh, what's what's the answer number two? The most uh, what's?
3: What? Oh,
1: family Feud. Family Feud. You know, ding ding ding. Weather. Um, you know, if it's raining, we pray that it stops. If it's not raining, we pray that it, really does. it does. That's that's the that's the second most popular answer. Brian, and I'll take Pastor and. Uh,
6: I don't don't think we know how to live in Thanksgiving very well. So we only go to God when it's something we need, you know, like some tragedy, something we need, some crisis in our life. but we should be all the time in prayer and Thanksgiving and confessing our sin. We don't want to do that. So really, the only time when we So, your question is, what should we pray for? Our mind doesn't even go there. It's like, there's got to be something wrong. I need help from God because everything else I got under control.
1: Right. So, what our mind, it's what we call felt needs. We've come to go, oh, prayers. Oh, what do I need? Well, I'm pretty well looking around, and and here's the thing you know, it's either something I need, and and is that where we go for our prayers? To felt needs. This is what I think that I need, or this is what's not happening, or this is what's going on. And so, yes, we go to those, those things itself. Pastor?
6: You almost still my, almost stilled my theme. <laughs> we, we, actually, when you think about your life, you know what you want. And when you start praying, if you're anything like me, You want to tell God how you want to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always struck. One time we went to church out in the Boston area. It was a very good conservative Lutheran church. But the prayer was longer than the sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Not because the sermon was short, but because... Every part of that prayer, the preacher told God how to do it. God already knows what He's going to do. And the Lord's first, but your will be done, Lord. And that's really that's really the basis of this whole prayer. We can tell God how to fix the government, but. That doesn't
0: mean anything. We can tell him how to fix
6: our illness, but that doesn't mean anything. Anyway.
1: We need to be taught by the Lord what to pray for. And I think this prayer already begins to start at a point in which we realize those things. Now, you you can still mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. uh, I, you know we're going to pray for all who are in trouble yeah I got this uh, uh, I got this remote control and the buttons don't work I'm really in trouble Lord I was hoping you would take it want you know I really got some things I would like and I'm just not getting them you know and I'm going to ask the Lord to provide and, and sickness you can take care of this toe of mine that's been bothering me for a little bit and anguish of labor I'm a little stressed out about the work I'm doing and then finally, you know, I mean, you can see how, I don't think that's what those are talking about. Um, and and it may not be, as Pastor Roon said, that the answer you're expecting, that's not, you know, what we're, in fact, maybe it's when we get to this one and we talk about the peril of death. Peril of death. Hmm. So, what's the concern here? Oh, pastor, you're supposed to come and ask the Lord to heal them and make them better so they don't die. No, no. Uh, is that what that says? They'll die in the faith. This is about the right. Uh, um, you know what? You know, if it is the Lord's will, and I would desire, and especially, you know, as we but uh, there's a there's a greater concern here. Um. The peril of death is is that we might leave this world without Christ. There are other adversities as well. So as we take a look at these things, it may broaden our perspective and make us begin to realize, in fact, what is the anguish of labor?
0: childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> living in this world.
1: <laughs>
4: it isn't working hard, guys. <laughs> I
0: mean, it is, but...
4: <laughs> isn't it living in this world? I mean, well, there's a reason why I come right before peril of death. This wasn't written like last week. It was written 500 years ago, or a couple hundred years ago. Or your, your
0: labor. It would be the labor of the harvest yeah. field. You know, the labor of trying mm-hmm. to Spread the word of, to to other people and being rejected. Yeah, it's kind of general. You De- could cover a lot of things. This
1: one's general. I mean, you, you can definitely talk about you know the uh, uh, Adam and you know the thorns and the thistles and mm-hmm. the you know mm-hmm. the work that we do, but um, but but yeah, uh, this is referring to childbirth. Um, this is referring to the anguish of child labor, and yes, the concern was that this was very much a concern that went with it. Um, the second thing that it goes on to talk about is not just any kind of trouble, wanton sickness, but especially for those who are suffering for the name that is for the faith, the afflictions that come because you're a believer in Christ. There are many of these things that come to us because we live in this world, and everyone has to deal with these. We are talking about that which comes because of thy truth's sake. And so, because you hold to Christ... Because you profess, because you live according to that, there will be afflictions that come upon you. Um, I would like to see, even as we talk about sickness and things of this sort, that there may be relief. There may be an avoidance by means of a surgery or a medicine or, or whatever. What about the suffering that comes because of thy name? Mary,
2: shouldn't we uh, pray for all those who are in mission work and those who live in countries where Christianity is illegal or banned, and in order for them to uh, practice their religion or even read the Word, they their lives are at risk to do so. That's
4: what's suffering for the
1: name. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. But let's not exclude you. So you 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 might be able to avoid you you might be able to escape the pain in your foot by means of doctoral help and things, (laughs) but. What about the afflictions that come for thy name and thy truth's sake? You know what? You, You can't say, oh, well, I guess I could lie and get out of it. You can't do that. These are the afflictions that come, and so when we get to praying for these, we simply ask the Lord to provide comfort. Because you know what? You can't avoid that. You can't give up Christ and get relief it's left for you that they might say, no, this is according to, and if the Lord brings it upon me, because I have to do it, if by preaching the word of God, my congregation goes away, because they don't want to hear it, I can't change my preaching. The Lord simply, we're going to pray that you might be comforted, that you're doing what's right.
4: Well, and as Mary was saying about witnessing for Christ in other countries, as long as, as well as suffering for thy name and truth's sake, they- and also for anguish of labor, you're praying for the perpetuation of the church on earth and that the number of the saints, until the number of the saints is complete, as it says in Revelation. So it sort of covers all those things a couple times over. It's really neat.
1: Tony, Proska?
5: Keep in mind what this country, uh, to a great extent, was founded on, and the kind of persecution those people were going through that they would come to a wilderness with untold dangers for, because of their faith. <coughs> and today, the Christianity is still under attack in this country. Now we're talking about Jews and Muslims, but boy, if you, do, if you even mention Christ, <coughs> there's a thousand people to shout
1: you down. The last thing, having talked about general afflictions, having talked about afflictions because of the faith, it says that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. Whoa. A prayer when we get to the afflictions. And that which has come, we say, you know what? This comes upon us because of we have a heavenly Father who loves His children. Hmm.
6: This is following right after the Lord's Prayer.
1: It's it's following the way that yes, 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 yes absolutely, absolutely.
4: Everything points us to Christ. And is also a witness
1: at the same time. So do you acknowledge then that that which has come upon you is not outside of God's... It's, it's not that God walked into the other room and all of a sudden, Oh, if he had only been around, you know, this wouldn't have happened. That God is actually uh, um, doing this out of love. Yeah. That he is allowing this to happen that he is working with this, that, that this is not outside of his... Ooh, that takes some understanding. That takes some realization, again, that the word might teach us to respond. When this happens, does the Lord want us to pray? Yes. Yeah. is he leading us to that yes. yes it may be that he wishes us to pray and then he may wish to set us free from this or it may be that he wishes to use this to create patience and to provide he may use this so that you have an opportunity to go visit the person in the hospital and you have an opportunity to love them he may be <coughs> using all of these things and we finally need to go to our loving heavenly father saying I want your will to be done concerning these things if it is comfort I want that I want to bring before you all who are in trouble suffering or whatever grant comfort if it is your will set them free I you may that may be your your plan but it may not
3: yeah also very very helpful because culturally today, it's like, well, why would God, And you know, I can't believe in God because why would he allow this suffering and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This prayer then reminds us that there are reasons why God allows suffering. They are part of his fatherly will. And so it's countercultural as well.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been going through some of the hymns on, I'm going to mention it in the Thanksgiving sermon as well, but uh, we've been going through some of the hymns on Wednesday nights, and uh, the number of hymn writers that have had monstrously large amounts of suffering and affliction, who went through the Thirty Years' War, who did all this. You know, if you want a really good hymn, it's usually someone who has gone through terrible suffering or has gone through, you know, plague and famine and war and has has realized all these things. It's usually not those people. They're thankful. It's usually, you know... um, you know, if if God really loved me, you know, my car wouldn't have crashed and and quit working. You know, I mean, it's, you kind of go, is that really the reason? I'm pretty sure it isn't. I'm pretty sure that's an excuse for something else uh, with that. Mary?
2: Building on what she was saying, I think that affliction that we may experience, uh, especially, and it seems to be building, should help us realize the value of it because you know if your mother said you know somebody else jumps off the bridge will you all the things that that people do these days are believe or run after that we do not and and get afflicted for it that almost like uh underscores the value of faith
1: um, providence was the word that I included at the end of that one, um, and, and that is a Christian word. Providence. Um, this is not the Calvinist kind of idea that God is simply picking winners or losers, and He, you know, wants some to go to hell and wants, you know. Providence is one in which God is working out all things. He wants all men to be saved, and He is desiring to use all things to bring them into that purpose. Um, It is a very good way of, of looking at things.
2: So is that another word for God's will,
0: basically?
1: Second page. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, But out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace and mercy defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy, and from an evil death and in every time of trouble show thyself a very present help the savior of all men and especially of them that believe so having talked about all conditions of men and, and afflictions in which we ask that the Lord would bring comfort um, and that we might acknowledge that what is coming upon us is, is the Lord and he is, he is working his will we now go on to uh, talk about asking the Lord, and as we ask the Lord, petition him for the very first thing in, in this paragraph, again we've thanked God, we've asked for the church, we've asked for the state we ask for those who are afflicted and now we say what? Forgive us. Forgive us. It doesn't use the word. Isn't that fascinating? Um, It doesn't use the word forgiveness. Um, But the general prayer starts off right at the very beginning and says, you know what? We actually deserve wrath and punishment. We know that that's what we deserve. But we're going to pray for something else. Remember not the sins of our youth. <laughs> or or well, old are What about me? <laughs> so, Shirley, you know, uh, yeah, you know, tell me you know, you're an old person, right?
2: Tell me, you know, what is this about? Yeah, I, I, I'm so old I
5: quit singing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't quit.
6: you,
4: just I think
1: it's done more. I
3: just can't remember. I think, yeah, forget about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> what about these? This is Psalm 51. Ah, uh, right.
1: We are going to talk about the many transgressions, but but um, we we all know. Or it, it, I don't think it's simply a matter of old and young, but it is simply a matter of looking back at what's gone before and saying, you know what? I'm, I I know those things that I did before. Um hopefully, however many years you have, whether you're 25 or 75 that you look back and you've gotten smarter
0: <laughs>
1: hopefully you are able to look back and go that was a bad decision hopefully you're able to go back and go you know what I, um, that that only caused grief that was wrong, it wasn't the way it should have been um, But when we ask the Lord not to remember it, we're saying, don't hold that against me. Um, And if you have a conscience, your conscience will from time to time, usually at night, I don't know why that is, but it is, um, when the psalm says that the arrows fly by night, those are the things where you wake up with the thing that you remember you did wrong. You know, somehow you were able to quiet it all day, but at nighttime it afflicts you and your conscience goes, ah, I did this, you know. um, Don't remember those sins, nor are many transgressions, but forgiveness, we're going to ask what? Out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, we're going to ask for defense, that you would defend us from all... Harm. We need to be preserved in this faith. We need a defense, a preservation in it. And there are things that are going to come against us. Things of harm and danger, of body and soul. And we're most concerned, not just about them. We prayed about those afflictions, and if the Lord would take them away, that would be fine. But in this context, we're concerned about the faith. We're concerned that these things might lead us away. The harms of dangers of body and soul might lead us away from the forgiveness and and being in Christ's church. And so we're going to uh, uh, speak of those things. uh, Harm and danger, the bodily afflictions. Number three, that we would speak about. Spiritual, moral, and bodily things preserve us from all false from false and pernicious doctrine. Yes, false teaching yes. will lead us away from
6: Christ. This, 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 this is also this is also a prayer about all or for all people, not just ourselves, but for all people that this would happen. What this 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 paragraph is praying that everybody would come to faith. that everybody would be protected by, by God's grace. That, that's part of this. It's, it's not only for the church, not only for me, but when we pray this, it's for everybody. Because everybody is just as bad a sinner as I am. And everybody needs all this stuff. Okay.
3: I'm kind of explaining the fifth, sixth, and
1: seventh petitions. It really breaks that all out. It does. It does. Um, You've got outward, you know, you've got war and bloodshed, which upsets the social order. We've got plague and and pestilence, which takes away and we're troubled with uh, uh, living itself, eating and and drinking. We talk about the calamity, fire and water, the things that can harm against us, hail and tempest, Um, failure of harvest and famine. Uh, from anguish of heart, um, that th- we, we would speak about despair, depression, those kind of things, despair of thy mercy, uh, and from an evil death. Yeah, it, it, all of a sudden you begin to realize, you know, um, what should we pray for? Well, so-and-so has kidney trouble, and I hope it doesn't rain today. I was kind of going <laughs> to go deer hunting. You know, wow, all of a sudden you went, oh, there's a whole lot of things. And not just things that I pray, but I think as we, as we look, we kind of go, wait a minute. Um, maybe as, as Mary was going around the issue on what, I, I forgot about God's has been keeping us from war and plague and pestilence and, and he's, uh, uh, keeping me out of depression and he is helping me in all the uh, harvest and, um, yes look at all the things that the Lord is, is being is doing and yet, and we're going to ask the Lord that he might continue and in every time of trouble show thyself a present help, the savior of all men and especially of them that believe. The fourth thing it doesn't just say be that that you might be a helper. it says that you might show yourself. To be a helper. What's the distinction in that prayer?
5: Action?
2: Mm. Action?
0: Show, that's how I
1: show myself by what I do. How I show myself to others? Yeah. I don't know. What you don't do. Or what, yeah. We're not asking God to be a helper, we're asking Him to show Himself. Change
6: my mind. Help us to
3: realize that he is working his will in all things.
1: He is a helper. Right? It's not that God's up there going, Oh, I'd really like to help you if you'd only ask me. He's a helper. But as he in our lives, what do we want? That we would recognize that we would see that he is a helper and a savior. And especially of them that believe that it might be revealed to us. When he shows himself to us, then it is revealed that we go, oh, look at what he did. I didn't realize that before. Um, but now I realize, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a little like the, um, the Old Testament story where... Um, you know, the, uh, ask God to help and he says he's not, and then he opens his eyes and he sees the whole army around and he didn't see that it was there before. I didn't realize what God was doing in all of these things, and now I, I do.
3: Yeah, and I, the word present is really interesting because we can look back and see how God has helped us in the past, right? but sometimes we don't see how he's helping us in the present. So, again, that's
1: showing this show, show me that you're working now. <laughs> you right, know? right. Um, I mentioned on Wednesday, I said, you know, so someone, uh, uh, they were all worried about this, and someone said to them, now listen, the Lord, you know, he's going to take care of you. Here's what he's going to do. You don't need to worry. And then uh, the next time, so how'd that turn out? Oh, it all turned out fine. There was And didn't, well, didn't I tell you that? You know, and the Lord's been, you know, so you think the next time they won't worry. <laughs> We, you know, we need to get to where we say no, I've got a present helper and he's been with me from and you're going to find that in the hymn we we're talking about the hymn for this morning we'll be using it this morning as well as on Thanksgiving Day uh, now help we all our God that he's done this from our mother's arms until the present Yeah, so that you might realize look what he's done how is he taking care of you next part Cause all needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations, to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. We've talked quite a bit about the church spiritual things and faith and yes there are you know, obviously worldly kind of things that we're dealing with um, but we don't ignore um, we live in this world and the Lord is concerned with this world and so we actually have an entire paragraph that kind of deals with these things first of all we're going to deal with the products of nature the fruits of the earth and um, we're going to ask that as the Lord has provided this world that we might receive these things. Number two, we're going to pray for Christian training of the young. An important thing that needs to be, we're concerned about this. We're concerned that people might be brought up and these young might be taught not only the Christian faith, but what else? (laughs) Lawful occupations that they might be taught to be citizens of this world what are you going to do to serve society where are you going to be a doctor are you going to be a construction worker are you going to be a pastor where where can you serve in a lawful occupation that you might provide for your family as well as for others that you might give to charity to the church that you might do these things and going on we're going to pray for the arts and useful knowledge, science, arts and science. Um, these are gifts of God, that these things might be rightly used, and we ask that the Lord, He would crown them with His blessings. You know that doctors might follow the science, the usefulness of this. We pray that those who are engaged in the beauty which God has given to the arts that they might use it to support morality um, and and to go forward. Um, you know, you can misuse these things. You know, uh, um, in which they no longer are are beautiful or they no longer, you can use your knowledge of the way things go in order to abort a baby. Yeah, we're asking that these arts and sciences might be used rightly. Here we might ask special supplication, intercessions, prayers that might be made. As I mentioned, for the congregation yes this is a general prayer but there may be specific things that members are going through and we love each other and yes we are going to pray uh, for those things whether that is sickness or or whatever that might be these and whatsoever other things thou wouldst have us ask of thee O God vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thy only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, every one God, world without end. It's
6: another confession, isn't it? We don't know what we need to pray for.
1: What does that last let us know?
2: Understands understand we're sinful people. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing.
3: Well, harkens back to Romans, where it says the Spirit will help us with we don't know what to pray for, but the Spirit
1: intercedes on our behalf. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to teach us, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to do that by means of the Word, which teaches us, and the afflictions which drive us to the Word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? We've asked for a whole lot of things.
4: At the end, we make a confession of who God is, who Christ is, is because that's the confession that lets you know how he has the power to do all these things and why you should trust him.
1: Why should God answer this
0: prayer?
1: I'm dropping the name of your son because I, you know... I'm not coming in my name I'm not coming in pastor's name I'm not coming in Luther's I am coming because it's for the sake of that that you might give me any and all of these things
3: he promised that yeah. what shall we ask in his
2: name he will give it
1: right so I've got a promise and so this grabs onto that promise saying Lord here's what you've done um, can we use other prayers sure should we at other times absolutely And yet this prayer, you know, seems to be a very good prayer and one which prays for all the sorts of conditions of men. It's a general prayer uh, that that never misses the mark. Um, and and, And like the repetition that you have of other parts of the liturgy as well, this is one that through a continual repetition will start to um, uh, become a part of our speech. It will become a part of our prayer. We'll begin to go, oh yeah, just like it says in the prayer, and, and we'll come back to it.
3: And I think I said last week, that we, as we study this prayer, we realize that this might be the best daily prayer we can use every day because it covers everything and asks for it in the right way. Because at home, when we're praying our daily prayers, we fumble around and say, you know, ask for all kinds of things that really aren't.
1: You know, at, at least once a week. You, know, <laughs> you you at least have this, you know, let's say you follow Luther's morning prayer or evening prayer. You know, there are things that, you know, go with me. But this is about bigger than me. This is about the the. Church, and as it says, this is the general prayer, it belongs to to, um, to all of us. I had a couple other hands, Mary, or no, Patty, did you have a hand or someone?
0: I did, but I'm reneging. But you... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we've said a lot about our personal prayers that how bad they are, and I get what you're saying about that, but on the other hand, we're supposed to pray without ceasing. We're supposed to be having an ongoing conversation with God. And, you know, maybe maybe in our ongoing conversation, we're not praying exactly right. But it's through that conversation that God speaks back to us and says, hey, now you know. You know, you, you think about it and you think about how God might be using something. It's like, I don't think it's wrong for us to be saying,
1: sure.
3: you know, I mean, but you're right. Having a, something like this points us yeah, in the right direction. It's good for the whole church. It po- everybody can pray this prayer, you know. So I get what you're saying about that, too. I'm just saying, so, nothing wrong with our personal prayers. Very good. <laughs>
1: so I'm not saying to you, um, oh, uh, pastor said I was praying about sickness and weather, and so I guess I'll just quit praying. Yeah, I'm not saying that. You know, or put away anything and and only use this. No, not at all. But I think that we begin to, just as you say, you begin to put this with this and go, oh, this is obviously going to change what I pray for, the way that I pray. I need to continue in that conversation and, and the Lord will teach me yeah. uh, just as he has done. In the same way that you come to church and the pastor points out your sin, you say, well, I guess I quit going to church because I really...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was a whole lot better person when I didn't. Well,
6: yeah.
0: <laughs> In the
1: sense that it wasn't pointed out.
6: When, when Okay, now if, if you're anything like me, you realize your life is always willy-nilly. And your prayer is always willy-nilly. If you don't have... If, if, you're, not, if you're like me and you don't have something that's organized... Once in a while. Okay. You never think clearly. Yeah,
5: yeah. That's true,
6: yeah. See, that that's the problem. We never think clearly. That's that's one of the reasons why I say, you know, you can't say the Lord's Prayer too often. Because oftentimes in our prayers that's the only thing that makes any sense to us. Because we're we're always asking God to do stuff for us and We've got our own plan about how it should work, but oftentimes it doesn't work out that way. But it still gets dealt with. You know, we do have a God of mercy. He's not demanding that we use this prayer, or He's not demanding that we use the Lord's prayer, or any other <laughs> prayer, particularly the prayer before meal, Luther's daily prayer, uh, the morning and evening prayers. You know, He doesn't demand that and it's a good thing because
0: yeah
6: we never take the time to do that but the praying without ceasing is basically a, a very thankful thing because God says you can pray to me anytime no matter what kind of a mess you're in and the more messes we get into the the more we pray that's because my old sinful nature says I don't need that, but then all of a sudden you do need that.
3: Well, Lord, why did why did my tire go flat? I don't have the money for this tire
6: or the jack,
3: right? Yeah, you know, is maybe maybe not how we should be praying for that, but the Holy Spirit interprets it to God, and we're you know it's like we're we're open then to understanding.
1: However, he's going to bless us through that, you know, it, it's like. Eric? Uh, is prayer without ceasing, is that a reaction to what goes on in our life, or is that a reaction to hearing God's word? Yes. Both. <laughs> I mean, we missed the, the point usually, Pastor at that point says, and that's why we have our family daily prayers. Um, it doesn't say at the end of that, say whatever prayer you want here. It has a listed prayer and it says here's the prayer that is the response to what you just heard in God's word. <coughs> so it is our praying without ceasing. This happened in my life and now I immediately pray about it. Yeah, kind of, but it should be a response to God's word. Um, Pastor Rune is right. I mean, those are the two parts that go together and it is the context of me living my life and what's going on that is going to lead me to and it is the word that's going to explain or interpret so that I pray when those come you know when it says call upon me in the day of trouble you got both the calling and the trouble (laughs) those those it's it is that that's what happens and when I realize my situation I realize that there's no time at which I am not in trouble or there's no time in which I don't call upon him. I was having a discussion with someone about uh, some of the prayers. We, we've got the, the regular prayer, the college of the day. I've been using some prayers out of a book called Aremus, uh which was uh, written you know, 100 years back or something like that. Um, he pulled together a lot of prayers from a lot of different people. He didn't write these. Um, and so I've been including kind of a second prayer in the bulletin as well as in our family daily prayers that are there. Um, I have had comments along the way in which those have said, um, you know, Pastor, I, I don't know where you got that. You know, I would never pray like that in my life. And I go, yeah, that's why I got it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Um, it, it leads me to pray for things that I wouldn't pray for. It leads me to realize the things that I wouldn't have realized, and so it 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 teaches me as as I pray. The and so um, when you get to the end of the general prayer, it says then the pastor and the congregation together uh, shall pray the Lord's prayer. Um, I'm kind of at the end of this section, but. Uh, if you look at your white sheet that has, I included some uh, quotes from Martin Luther from a book, What Luther Says, in which they go through and they pull out different quotes of his as it relates to various topics. What do we find? Um, we find that Luther, like all of us, goes to the Lord's Prayer and says, Oh, the Lord is teaching me. In fact, some have already mentioned, hey, that general prayer looks like it's praying for the same things that the Lord's prayer is. The Lord's prayer is not only the Lord telling us, pray this prayer and use these words, just like it is. But also in another gospel, it says, when you pray, pray in this way. Use it as a form that would... Uh, that would guide you into what you ask for. Uh, Luther's love of the Lord's Prayer. Luther says, the Lord's Prayer is my prayer. This I pray, and at times I add a bit from the Psalms, but nothing is like the Lord's Prayer. I pray it in preference to any psalm. Um, he says, this, this goes way uh, above. Um, the Prince of Prayers. The oratio Dominica, the Prayer of the Lord, the Lord's Prayer, das Wotr Unser. Uh, it is the Oratio oratiorum the prayer of prayers, a prayer above all prayers. It's the greatest of all prayers which has been taught by the greatest master of all, in which all spiritual and bodily trouble is comprehended and which is the strongest consolation in all temptations, tribulations, and in the last hour. We're going to come back next time. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is the next section. Uh, once you have prayed the general prayer, he says, now, um, you know, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that as that kind of concludes the section of prayers or the uh, offertory section, which is uh, our response to the Word. Let us pray. Mm. Heavenly Father, teach us how and, and, and what we should pray for that with our trust in you, we might receive all things uh, which you have provided for us, um, and that with comfort in those things, we might uh, go forward as your believing Christians. In Jesus' name we pray.